0: My parents were righteous and tried to raise me so And for a good eleven years I gave it a red-hot go I sang hymns and read verses I hoped my faith would grow But though I tried, the spirit died and something grew below I can remember my sexual awakening I was watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show and something about that Dr. Frankenfurter just set my little prepubescent loins on fire. The good little Christian girl in my head said, but that's a man in a dress. But the blossoming sexual deviant said, mm, now that is a man in a dress. And from that point on, nothing else quite interested me, apart from the perverse, the lecherous, the taboo. And I started to lose focus in Sunday school. I started to find it all incredibly dull In fact, it made me wanna put a bullet through my skull I'm so sorry, Jesus, but you're just such a bore So I'll hang up my crucifix and just become a whore Sneaking boys out through the back door, I was a master. Deleting browser history, I'll bet you I'm faster. My parents soon became concerned and then they called the pastor. He tried to get my demons out, oh what a disaster. Mm, you think I'm joking. I wish I was. I can vividly remember the day the father came round to our house and laid hands on me. My head was spinning round 365 degrees while I was screaming, your mother sucks cocks in hell. I was levitating, projectile vomiting, you know, all the symptoms of a future slut. So my mother taught me to let the good lord in But Pornhub said say thank you and to always wipe my chin So there's a conflict of interest, I wonder who will win Will I masturbate so Heaven's Gate will never let me in Kicked out of home, nowhere to go, so moved into the city. I found a club not far from there and doled myself up pretty. I got on my knees, I had a crowd to please, and the job is nitty gritty. But it's quite a task to shake your ass and also shake your titties. But are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? So, the first strip club that I ever worked at was a dingy little shoebox of a place filled with blacklight. You might have heard of it. Kittens. And not the South Melbourne one. But yes, the blacklight was fantastic because when I was 18, I had long blue hair and it would glow. But do you know what else would glow? A little piece of toilet paper stuck to my coochie one night when I was doing a private dance. Mmm, now that's sexy. So my mommy and daddy would roll over in their urns, I guess. To know I get up on that pole and I give the crowd a turn. And the rest of my family on their behalf were quite concerned. But they really needn't worry, because this is what I've learned. Don't walk barefoot in the private rooms, they're very sticky. And balding men in track pants always smell the worst, they're icky. Slap them right across the face if they try to change a 50. And the bouncer who works on Wednesday nights, avoid him, he's quite shifty. Seriously guys, I think he sells ice. Hi baby. I'll give you some gear if you let me touch your pussy. Ugh, ugh. True story. But I'm not entertained. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I am not entertained. So you can judge me for my sins, of which there's plenty. But I know if God was watching, he'd be sure to throw some 20s. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Because you if you're not, there's no refunds. Hello, hello, my lovelies. Yes, everything you've heard is true. And if you could believe it, all of this was once available for the low, low price of just $20 per song. These days, you can get it for a Snickers and a copy of Woman's Weekly. Ah, the economy is in shambles. So yes, I was a stripper, an exotic dancer if you prefer. I think the writing was on the wall from a very young age. Growing up in the outer fringes of Melbourne, we had this giant two-storey cubby house that had a fireman's pole to slide down. One day, my father came out, and at only four years old, I'd hiked my knickers up between my butt cheeks like a g-string and was dancing around it like Teela Tequila. My dad stopped me immediately, of course, but it was too late. Something deep within me had already been unlocked. But let's start from the beginning. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Too far back? Okay. In 1956, God created my father and then not long after that, my mother. They met at a Christian youth group and married at the tender age of 19. Like, that blows my fucking mind. I'm 23 and I can't even fucking commit to what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. My parents abstained from sexual congress until they were wed and beseeched my darling sister and I to do the same. But I'm more of a try-before-you-buy kind of girl. I mean, if you're going to be driving the same Hyundai hatchback for the next 50 to 60 years, I need to know if it's got a big enough boot, if you know what I mean, uh, to carry all my baggage. (laughs) But anyway, our parents beseeched us not to do a lot of things, actually. Who here was blessed to be raised by religious parents? Mm, So you understand. Here's maybe a better question. Who here grew into people that your parents might not be so proud of? Oh, really? Your mama and papa would be happy with the kind of show you're watching right now? Please. What is the deal with religious parents? Religious parents will say you can't have sex or drink alcohol because it's risky. Yet every Sunday, they force you to drink cask wine out of a cup that's had 50 different people's lips on it. And listen, I used to eavesdrop some of the fucked up shit that these nasty-ass parishioners were saying in confessional, all right? So that communion cup is more likely to give me hepatitis C than getting fingered by some dude with an emo fringe at a party, okay, mum? The relationship between the church and alcohol has always confused me, actually. And I think the church has, like, a weird branding issue when it comes to booze, don't you think? Like, the blood of Christ does not sound appealing. It sounds thick and hot and... If they changed it to something like, I don't know, Bethlehem Saviour Deluxe Mountain Vine Flavour, oof, more people would be coming to church. That is marketable. But I digress. My point is Christianity is full of contradictions. One of my favourite contradictions is the story of, you know that Jesus fellow? You know, the one that's all peace and love and all of that? Well, there's one time he beats the fuck out of a tree because it wasn't growing any figs. Ah, uh, Peace be with you. Unless you're a fucking tree! Anyway, I just think that image is really funny to imagine in my head. Despite all the batshit crazy shit that is in there, my parents still saw the Bible as a very useful teaching tool. I mean, it would seem the Bible covers absolutely everything. However, there is one topic that it seems particularly preoccupied with my beautiful daughter we love you a great deal we wiped your ass took you to class and fed you healthy meals we're both very hopeful that you'll grow in the right way because we've put into practice what the bible has to say john 15 12 says that we should love each other as we love god like they're our sisters and our brothers acts 3 10 says we should give to those less wealthy give god praise if we're happy and we're healthy, Job 5 too Says if we envy we will perish, so thank God And all our affects we will cherish, go to church And take communion every weekend And I know you don't want to break Romans 11 Because then your faith will weaken But most importantly, God hates premarital infidelity. Cause as we all know in Hebrews 13, three, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. So if heaven is heaven we wish to go, we understand your plight. It's really very pertinent. You clamp those legs real tight. I mean, most of the stuff in the Bible is pretty good, right? You know, don't kill, be nice. No one whose testicles are crushed shall enter the assembly of the Lord. Wait, what? No, that's, is that really in there? Deuteronomy 21.3, fuck. Okay, well, apart from that one, it's mostly reasonable. Like, can't do this, can't do that, can't have fun, oh. Really? Stop, fa Now as you're getting older and a tad rebellious too, it's time we educate you on the things you cannot do. We've made you read the Bible, you should know it back in front, but there's a part for parents you haven't seen and it's really very blunt. Colossians 8 says you must be home by dinner, clean your plate, cause if you don't then you're a sinner, Ruth 8 too. Says, never argue, never bicker, joke 15. Says, stay away from mommy's liquor, Esther 12. Says, you should wipe off all that makeup they most for. Says that you and Josh should break up, it's quite clear. In terms of misbehaving teens So there's probably something in there about low-rise jeans. But the most imperative thing Don't fuck until you've got that wedding ring Thessalonians 4 Preach the words of the king For this is the will of God Your sanctification That you abstain from sexual immorality That each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honour Not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God heaven's sake my darling don't make us have to beg it'd be best for all involved if you just close your legs whoa that's really really specific does it really say all that i bet it also says to separate your papers and your plastics when you recycle right Mum? oh it does oh okay cool We knew parenting be tough, but God, please don't be cruel. You've blessed us with a daughter who just wants to bend the rules. But we are quite resilient, we can get to her, I know. Cause God forbid we raise a child that turns into a hoe. Ephesians 12. Says you can't date till you're 30, James 1, 3. Says our anatomy is dirty, Titus 2. Says oral sex is off the table, yes, of course. Blowjobs fit within that label, it's not true That doing anal is a loophole, it's still sex Even if it's in your poop hole. Mark 8-9 I can't even say that, that's vile! And don't get me started on BDSM, because we'll be here for a while And for the millionth time Premarital relations is a holy crime It says it right here, Galatians five one nine. 9 Jesus fucking Christ, my dear, just do as we have said Cause you're only fit for the fiery pit without boyish skin Cause your carnal sins blackened your soul with Beelzebub's coal Seriously, the Bible's got a zero tolerance policy to close your fucking legs For someone who discourages sex, God sure does seem to talk about it an awful lot like, you're the creator of all existence, but you care so much about how many dicks have been in my mouth? It just doesn't really make any sense. Look, aside from all the sex stuff, it wasn't all bad, even if some of it might have been twisted to my parents' agenda. Like, I think God says no smoking Bar salts was probably a pretty reasonable rule, even though I'm almost certain bath salts did not exist way back in 30 AD. Although, maybe it did. I don't know. You'd have to be pretty fucking high to crucify the Son of God and then claim to see him walking around three days later. What a fucking trip! Despite the seemingly arbitrary rules and religious intensity, sex was not necessarily a taboo subject in our house. Nothing was off the topic when off topic when it when it came to learning. My parents believed that curiosity should be rewarded with knowledge, and oh boy, was I curious! I wanted to know everything. And although they begrudgingly relinquished all this juicy new knowledge to me, it was always reiterated by the irrefutable fact that you weren't allowed to do it until God said so, and that he was always watching. Kind of perverted, don't you think? I hate constantly having that thought in the back of my mind. And I mean, I never think about it when I'm watering my plants, or helping a little old lady across the street, or just general good person things. It literally only pops into my head when I'm snorting a line of ketamine off a dirty toilet seat in revs or something like that, thinking, hey, this one's for you, God. Uh, Hope you're enjoying the show. Yes, always watching. But even at a young age, I just couldn't understand why God was so concerned with other people's comings and... Well, comings... In my mind, what two consenting lesbian midget dominatrixes do in the privacy of their own dungeon is no one's business, except of course, if you if they film it and put it online, then it's my business. I'll be all over that shit faster than you can say auto erotic asphyxiation. Let's all say it together now. auto erotic asphyxiation, very good, ah, yes, the internet. If there is a place in this universe that is not being watched by the Lord's omnipotent eye, it would have to be the World Wide Web. And I consider myself somewhat of a connoisseur of its cruder corners. It may even be the cornerstone of my corruption, but let's not jump to conclusions. Yes, I know that sordid side of cyberspace better than the back of my hand, as I've been perusing its pages since prepubescence. We got the internet on our family computer when I was 11. And bear in mind, this is before the proliferation of parental locks and firewalls. Come with me and you'll be... In a world of pure imagination Like this thing in Japan Called Shibari bondage Domination Take my hand, these band in Over 27 different nations And his wife, feast your eyes Upon human body mutilation If you wanna see hermaphrodites Simply look around and view it That's the beauty of technology Click, there's nothing to it. Enter here if you want to see live group ejaculation and I'll bet this is all brand new to you. We got that, this, scat and piss and a million more things you won't want to miss. Just open up your browser and look inside the world wide web's abyss. Hands up here who has seen the classic, the critically acclaimed, two girls, one cup. Mm, yes, breakout of the genre. Well, I was in year seven during the era of shock websites, and I was friends with all the older boys at school. And they had a fun little game they liked to play called, Let's Scar a Child for Life. Look right here, there's some queers down to. Bang in your general location and come quick. See this chick getting fucked by seven Dalmatians See this girl put an amphibian In a place you'll never guess it We don't care if you're traumatized You can just go and repress it This slew of screw contributes to Your deep desensitization And I'll bet you'll not forget You'll be scarred for life We got spit whores dicks with sores. We've got caps and nipple piercings and so much more. There's a big long list of sites to see. Look what we've got in store. Shall we list them alphabetically, guys? Mm. Goatsy. Lemon party. One man, one horse, talk to me, fuck, tell me all about it! We abandon all morality, we know you were too, just do it. If you want to see a guy from ISIS soaring off an infidel's head with only a pocket knife. Oh, fuck. I think, fuck, we went a bit too far. Back, 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 oof. Oof. Come with me and you'll see lots of human rights violations. What you've seen cannot be cleaned from inside your mind. Cause it's foul, lewd, big and nude, with a million other things you wish you'd never viewed. Just open up your browser and look inside the World Wide Web's abyss. There's a few more on that I couldn't fit on the list. Do you want to hear them, guys? Are we ready? Blue Waffle, ill Soup, Goatsey Girl, Lol Party, Meat Spin, Milk Fountain, One Man, One Jar, One Priest, One Nun, Pain Olympics, Tub Girl, and Two Kids, One Sandbox. Thank you. Thank you. Hands up if you've seen, hmm, let's say, three or more of those websites. Ah, good. You're just as fucked up as I am. But unfortunately, by law, if you've seen three or more of those sites, you're not allowed to work with children. Hey, it's not my rule. You can look it up if you want. On the topic of children, have you ever noticed that double standard? Adults tell off children for shoving crayons and sticks up their noses. But when a woman shoves a miscellaneous item up a... (whistles) Oh, bravo, bravo, make that shit go viral. I am not exaggerating when I say I have seen some shit. Who here has seen some shit? Anyone got one they can think of that's really stuck with them? You. da Oh yeah. No, I've seen that one. Have you seen the one where the tiny little Japanese girl is tied up and getting shot with a BB gun? No. Oh. Well, it's okay because I think I think she was enjoying it. Actually, I don't know. Was she? I just can't handle Japanese porn because of that reason. I can never tell if they're enjoying themselves or not. It's time to play everyone's favorite obscure game show. What's that Japanese moan? Are we ready to play, kitties? Now, let's listen to the first moan now. Are we ready? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm, difficult. Alrighty, now hands up those of you who think she was in pain. Alrighty, and those of you who think she was having a good time. Alrighty, and the results are in. And the answer is. I don't know. <laughs> we will never know. We'll never know. Anyway, so sure, let's all blame the internet for how we've all turned out. Because that's much easier than confronting the unnerving possibility that there might be something deeply, intrinsically wrong with me. Because surely there must be something wrong with me if I keep looking, right? But it's like it's like an endurance test. I have to push myself to, the, myself to the limits, see how much I can take. Some people push themselves by running marathons. Others do it by forcing themselves to watch a man pull an entire life-size plastic baby doll out of his asshole like he was giving birth. Yeah, that one, that one stayed with me. If only it was like a marathon and all I needed to do was drink some Gatorade and have a soak in some Epsom salts and it would all go away. But nope, seems that therapy's my only option. I mean, because you get to a point where nothing phases you anymore. Like, oh, cool, these guys are playing mini-golf with these girls' gaped buttholes. Cool, fine and normal. To be fair, it was amazing and I highly recommend going and seeing it. The girls were, like, really proud and happy. Like, I'd be pretty proud too. Like, that is a feat. Anyway, in spite of all that intense fucked-up shit influencing me... I actually progressed sexually at more or less the average pace. And when I was 16, I lost my virginity. We were watching 30 Rock at my best mate's house. This really isn't my range. Really should have changed the sheets on the fold-out couch. You were fine, at the time Had no one, to compare you to But you made me feel Yeah, you made me feel Not that much different, actually Wasn't I meant to feel different? I was a virgin Fucked for the very first time I was a virgin at my friend's house. We couldn't fuck at mine. Because my parents were home all the time and really strict. We don't don't need the whole song. You get the idea. I won't torture you. But uh, how about this one? Baby, sex really hurts without lube. Sex really hurts without lube. Anna's breaking my hymen, but what can I do, baby? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. I broke my hymen with a clicky pen when I was 11. (laughs) Surely my first time was very similar to all of yours, with a boy named Jack who worked at KFC and had a rat's tail. I know my family was worried I would give it away the first time someone was insolent enough to ask, but Miss Taylor is not one to be coerced, and I knew exactly when I was ready. In fact, I propositioned him. (sighs) I believe that's what you call feminism. (laughs) This is how the conversation went down. Do you want to have sex? Don't you want, like, roses and candles and stuff for your first time? Mm, No, I like you. Hmm, okay, turn it over. And we started when the ad break began, and we finished before it did. <laughs> I mean like one of those really long ad breaks for like Sham Wow or whatever, but still. It didn't feel special or romantic, but neither did it feel wrong or shameful. I couldn't see why God was making such a fuss. I liked it, but I knew it could be better than that. So I started testing it out with everybody. And I do mean everybody. You over there. What's the name of your first cousin on your mother's side? Simon. Yep, fucked him. Yep. And you over there, the name of your best friend's dad? Peter. Yep, fucked them too. Yep. I'd had a little taste and there was no turning back. It was a downward spiral. I was a runaway train. Sex led to parties and parties led to drinking and drinking led to drugs and drugs led to New a weirder sex, it was all so horribly decadent. But unfortunately for me, lips tend to flap in small towns. Tried so hard to be behavioral But you see my sensuality Always gets the best of me My mom and dad have prayed That I weren't so damn depraved They asked that I be saved That my sinfulness be waived To my pussy I'm enslaved I, I, I wish That it wasn't such a shock That I enjoy a bit of cock and occasionally vagina She's a skank Wait, no, I don't think that's fair She's a skank. I just have love to share She's a skank. God still loves me, I swear She's a Alright, you don't have to stare So what if I just like to run amok? I just can't help it I just simply love to fuck I'm far from innocent And you'd be remiss to think that I have not been shagged On a public toilet sink or in an alleyway Or the field across the way Or the back of a cafe Oh my god, it's so cliché I, I, I know but it's just a bit of fun I'm not hurting anyone Unless they ask me to She's a skank. It's really not a big deal She's a skank I just like how sex feels She's a skank I can't see the appeal She's a skank Of keeping my pussy sealed She's a skank Sick, cuz all I think about is dick. It's too early to tell, but I am surely going to forburn in hell. So I, I might as well enjoy it. Jesus She's a skank, gang. okay. I think I get it. She's a skank. I know I won't forget it. She's Okay you've made your point, I'm sure I won't disappoint, I'm a skank. skank. And you can all go fuck yourselves, get fucked. Well then, it was decided. If they told me I was a skank, I'd be the skankiest skank that ever skanked. I made a silent vow to always be the one at the party that was the loudest, The drunkest, the most naked. I wanted to shock. I wanted every action to be a giant fuck you to every person that put me in that little box of shame. If they said that's all I would be, fine. But I would be the best at it. And I was. Fastest handjobs in the east and most bruised knees also in the east. The 902 bus didn't go very far. But it wasn't too long before it got out of hand. I was getting in trouble at school. An all-girls Presbyterian school, I might add. I was pushing away my friends and scaring the shit out of my family. It's true what they say. You can have too much of a good thing. Every day I was falling further and further from God's light. My hedonistic tendencies and selfish habits were hurting those around me. And eventually they put their foot down and then took that same foot and used it to kick me to the curb. And rightfully so, I suppose. I was a menace to the point of being practically demonic. But soon I started to feel very isolated. I was starting to believe that there truly was something wrong with me and that God had turned his back on me. I hadn't really met anyone else that acted like me or enjoyed what I enjoyed. I hadn't met anyone else like me until one night... One night in the city, I felt quite low I was an outcast, had nowhere to go But that's when I saw it, a flashing heavenly sign Girls drink free say I opened the doors to find No sneers, no looks, no holy men with their books I can't believe there exists such a place. How lucky the turn was I took. Why, mister, what is this place? Well, miss, this is the gentleman's lounge. But (laughs) I'm a lady. No matter. Oh, folks are welcome here. Now, why don't you pull up a seat and have a beer? Gee, thanks, mister. Don't mention it, kid. The smoke all around me, poles towering high, wards of cash bundled in garters round thighs. For once in my lifetime, I found no glimmer of shame. These people around me were one and the same. The men, the girls, the titties dripping with pearls. I feel at home in this magical place. I think I'll give it a whirl. Mister, can just anybody work here? Well, not anybody. But hell, you look like you've got potential. Really? How soon can I start? How about tomorrow? Gee whiz, you got it, mister. The stage, the lights. The drunkards getting in fights I wonder how many heads I can turn you bet I'm dressed to excite the thrill the rush no no boys look but don't touch I want to learn all I can in this trade I almost enjoy it too much is it like this (laughs) not quite oh wait I think I'm getting it now I think you are kid now i feel wanted i am content and not to mention it helps pay my rent i feel so glamorous like cheryl marilyn monroe though i'll admit you think you're the shit when you do this much blow despite the drugs The bouncers acting like thugs And even the dudes at the back of the room Who're openly having a tug I'm here to stay No one can take me away I fell in love with this glorious place And I don't care what you She don't care what you I don't care what you say So that was that At the fresh bouncy age of 18 I ran away and joined the church of the pole where men sat in their red velvet pews and prayed to the sweaty goddesses on their altars while the traditional hymns played overhead. Classic. The spirits in their glasses made them speak in tongues. I'm going to I'm going to you. What was That something about, uh whatever. Before I was a depraved slut, garnering sideways glances from passers-by. Wives would clutch their husbands and shield their toddlers' eyes. But now I was a depraved slut, loved and worshipped by all. Here I was a deity, praised for actions I was always admonished for, accepted, adored. I was in heaven. We were haughty goddesses who demanded numerous offerings from our congregation, alcohol, attention, not having, hey slut, shouted at us from across the bar, but most importantly, money. like money i'm not singing money by barrett strong what do i look like a hack come on give me a little more credit than that and look apart from the money well and well and the late nights and the well the heels and the outfits stripping's like any other job you have to suck off your boss suck up to your boss pardon you have to be on time and you have to put up with bad customers The difference is you're actually allowed to slap them across the face if they step out of line. In fact, they might even pay extra for the privilege to be graced by my divine hand. People are into that kind of weird shit, don't you know? And that's not even the half of it. For instance, the easiest $150 bucks i have ever made was when this one gentleman just wanted me to take off my manky, sweaty, stinky stripper heels so that he could sniff them. Didn't even want me to take my clothes off. And then he just left. Oh, my best customer. I wonder whatever happened to him. Perhaps he's working at a bowling alley for sufferers of athlete's foot. Because of the smell. Never mind. There was another individual who would come in and pay me to give me a massage. He just used to be a masseuse and for some reason wasn't allowed to practice anymore. Something about a class action lawsuit or something, I can't remember. And that's the interesting thing about it, really. Everyone's so different. Everyone has their kink. Being a stripper is like being an actor. You have to figure out what the client wants and then inhabit that essence. We can be whatever you like, for a price. I'm all the woman you need and baby, you know it You can make this hussy a queen A counselor or a poet You'll give me all that you own I've got you standing in line Out in the cold Pay me some mind Bend me, shake me and Want me as long as you pay me. It's alright. Blonde brunette, bespectacled and bottom. I've got the power to be what you like. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh. Oh, it's not like riding a bike, guys. Oh. That was a bad idea. It's been too long. Give me a minute. Okay, I'm okay. Ooh. Okay. While I compose myself, would you like to hear a little anthology of the types of customers we receive at our establishments? A plethora of patrons, a compendium of customers, a resume of regulars, sir. So. Let's see, there's the uh, there's the 18-year-old boy who's here on his birthday. He's been dragged here by his mates and he's literally never seen a boob before in real life. So for him, you need to be caring and gentle and, I don't know, maybe let him have a squeeze, you know. It doesn't feel right not to let him just have a little wah-wah. Then there's the Bucks party. They're easy. They just want a wild party slut to do shots with. Oh my god, tequila, you shouldn't have. No, really, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have. Oh, here's my favourite, the rich narcissistic bigot who sincerely believes that he can sweep me away from all of this because surely I'm a desperate drug addict with a child to feed and must not be here by choice and he can protect me and provide for me. Oh, how sweet. Well, I'm torn with those ones. Do I educate him about the harmful stereotypes he just spewed or do I milk it and take him for all his worth? Oh, yes, I'm so desperate. <clears> there <throat> that'll be $400 with a tip. Then there's the, ooh, this is a fun one the couple, right? The girlfriend thinks she's all cool with this because she wants to be a cool, progressive girlfriend who goes to the strip club with her man, like no big deal, right? But inside, she's searing with insecurity and jealousy. And I mean, fair enough. And the guy can sense this. And he just wants to enjoy the strip club. But he also doesn't want to be in the doghouse later. So how do we tackle this one? Well, this one's actually very simple. Excuse me. Pardon me. Excuse me. (sighs) Hello. Just focus all your attention on the girlfriend while still touching the guy. And then say something dumb like, Did you know that a couple's dance is like having a threesome, but without the commitment? And I know you've been having some lesbian proclivities lately, haven't you? I can see it in your face, you dirty girl. And then she'll giggle nervously. Gig giggle, giggle, can you giggle nervously? And then I say to the boyfriend, oops, she laughed, that means it's true. Let's go. And then you're in. Because you only need the girlfriend to say yes, right? Like what, the guy's going to say no to a lap dance with his girlfriend? And everybody wins. The girl gets to feel like she's experimenting in a safe, no strings attached way. The guy gets to watch all this, rub up on all of that. And I get double the money for the same amount of time. (laughs) Shh, that's a trade secret. Don't tell anyone I told you that. The stripper police might come and take my license away. People come in for all sorts of reasons, but a common one is that they were lonely. They just wanted someone to stroke their hair and listen to them tell, talk about their bad day at work or, and just tell them everything is going to be all right. And honestly, a trip to the strip club is probably cheaper than a trip to the psychologist these days. Oh, what's that, honey? Oh, your wife left you. Oh i'm sorry what's that and she took the kids oh honey come here and tell me all about it i'd say probably 80 percent of the time we were being a counselor in fact a lot of the girls i worked with were actually studying psychology at uni and one girl i knew even used her experience in the industry for the basis of her master's thesis The Effect of Transactional Affection on the Male Ego by by Candy Stripes. (sighs) Yes, a lot of the girls I worked with were at uni. Like that rich narcissistic bigot, there's still this widely spread idea that everyone that works in a strip club is drug-addled with three kids and a c-section scar. Don't get me wrong, they still exist. But mostly the girls you meet are just regular, tracky-wearing, McDonald's-eating, self-conscious chicks like everybody else. People also have this misguided impression that strip clubs are these catty, competitive environments. Look, there's a tiny bit of that, but for the most part, there's this weird kind of sisterly bond with these girls. Except I don't think I could ever ask my real sister. Hey, does this look like an ingrown hair or a genital wart to you? Disclaimer, I do not have genital warts. You just become so comfortable around these women. It's kind of hard not to when you're constantly seeing each other naked and cutting off each other's tampon strings. And we were naked all the time because, of course, the main part of the job is dancing. So about every hour and a half, depending on how many girls are rostered on, we have to get up on the pole and dance for about 15 minutes. And if you miss your slot, you have to pay a fine. This is so there's always someone up there on the pole when you walk in. Makes the place look like it's pumping. But we do not have the luxury of picking our own music. Oh, no, 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 no. no. There's a DJ. Now, the stripper gods have blessed you if when it's your turn to get up on stage, Pony by Genuine plays. We all know that is the sexiest song of all time, of course. But one evening, I was not so lucky. It was the week that the late, great Sir David Bowie had been sent up to our Lord, and the DJ thought it would be a lovely tribute to his memory to play his entire discography. All of it. Thank you, that was Cinnamon. She'll be walking around the floor and be available for a private dance. Next up, we have the beautiful Taylor! That whole song goes for 11 and a half minutes. Needless to say, I did not make many tips that night. <laughs> but you do your best. You dance anyway. You dance despite the terrible music or how tired you are or how sore your knees are. Oh, and the bruises. Pole dancing gives you bruises everywhere. And I do mean everywhere. I've had bruises on parts of my body I didn't even know existed. Like here and here and somehow in this weird spot here. So if you have a friend who's constantly covered with bruises and when you ask her where she got them, she always says, "Uh, I fell down the stairs. Don't be so quick to call the domestic abuse hotline. She might just be a stripper and doesn't feel comfortable telling you yet. When I was still keeping it a secret from my family, they would see my bruises and go, Do you need to tell us something? Yes, but it's not what you think it is. I was worried I'd come home to find an intervention waiting for me. I did tell them eventually. Do you think I'd be doing this show if I hadn't? Although that would be quite a funny way to tell them. I have always had a flair for the dramatic. Coming out to your family that you're a stripper is is hard. Coming out to your religious family that you're a stripper is even harder. But over time, they learn to deal with it. Some are even a little interested in, in in this dark world. I even took one of my aunties to her first ever outing to a strip club only a few weeks ago. Can we get a round of applause for her bravery? If my family can accept me, Maybe God can too. And deep down in my heart, I think that if there is a God out there, that I might still be good in his books and maybe even get into heaven. At the very least, I've given him a good show. But sometimes I do wonder about the destination of my immortal soul and what the alternative might be like. transgressions I'll surely pay a price I won't go to heaven cuz I've indulged in every vice but was it all worth it to be a sinner to my core well it doesn't really matter cuz god damn it I want more to trade my soul for sex and gold I don't see the worry I'm in my prime I've still got time I'm not leaving in a hurry So, mom and dad, please don't be mad. I can't give God the glory. Cause I'm on a trip and I think I'll skip the stop at purgatory. But were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? entertained? I don't know about you but when i was younger and my parents were telling me about what heaven was gonna be like even at a young age sounded really shit (laughs) what all my family's gonna be there we can't fucking stand each other oh and animals don't go to heaven what's the deal with that i don't get to see my pet well fuck that because i know for a fact that lucifer is a dog person (whistles) come here cerberus Good boy Cerberus! When I finally perish and take my life's last breath And all my many consorts will be saddened by my death But way down in Hades I'll have reached a point of fame and at Hell's Gate, they'll celebrate and party in my name. We'll snort cocaine with Saddam Hussein, of a demons hide. We'll torture souls with chains and poles until we're satisfied. I'll show them all my sordid skills, they're quite a point of pride. I'll get my kicks on the river Styx and I'll be Satan's bride. Oof, now that's going to be an awkward reception. Introducing him to my family... Hey, Mom and Dad, this is my husband, the king of the dance. They thought my dating choices in high school were bad. But were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? So you can judge me for my sins in droves and scores But until that date when I meet my fate God bless me, I'm a whore We're you not entertained? Were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? Cause if you were, you should leave me a review on Yelp or something